rabbit hole. Absolutely classic acid trip report. This is the story of a time in my life I will never forget. I haven't told many people about it, but it's probably my favorite story to tell, if not definitely in my top five. This took place just about three and a half years ago when I was going to be starting my senior year of high school in less than a month. I was 17 years old, but about to be 18 in a few weeks. I had been talking to this girl who I had the biggest crush on. For this report, I'm going to leave her real name out and just call her Cece. I met CC while I was having some late night dinner at this little burger joint with two of my friends. We were just three high school guys out to smash some grub before playing Xbox all night. Before we went out to eat, we had all been playing basketball for hours so we probably didn't look very sharp, but when we were greeted by our waitress, I immediately felt some type of way about her. She was gorgeous to me in so many ways, she had bright, beautiful blonde hair, she was thin with long legs and subtle but so very fine curves. Her long nails were painted mate black and she had a black bandana. Her make was like a 50's pinup girl. She was hot and I just knew I had to get her phone number. Somehow I managed to actually not only succeed with the phone number, but we planned our first date too. Our first date went really well, so well in fact, that she asked me to meet her at her house afterwards. So after our breakfast date, I drove behind to her place. She lived just a few blocks from where I did conveniently. Well, she sat down and drank an impressive guzzle of Jack Daniels straight out the bottle that was sitting on the couch. She offered me some and I declined saying that I still had to drive home and that I was more of a smoker anyways. She was delighted and asked if I could get some weed and she pulled out a $20 bill. To speed the story along, yes, I got weed for her and we proceeded to get freaky on the first date. We had a couple of dates, usually one or two a week and most of the time those dates included sex either before or after the date and one occasion both. We would chill, hang out, talk, and smoke weed for hours most days and bang most days. Basically the point is... She was a hardcore sex addict and I could feel the need. I think great is the word she used how to describe my performance. She was 20 which was obviously older than I was back then so she had a place of her own all to herself all the time. Through a stone conversation we had one night I mentioned that I was super interested in psychedelics and that I hadn't had a chance to do a lot because I couldn't find them very often. She giggled, took a huge rip from the bong exhaled and smiled before saying, I can get you acid and we're gonna trip together. You're going to stay the night tomorrow, okay? I didn't hesitate at all in responding to that. The next day I woke up in the mid-afternoon as I usually did during summer vacation. I messaged Cece and hopped in the shower to wash up. When I got out of the shower I could hear the buzzing of my phone vibrating on the nightstand. It was Cece like I thought it would be. She said she needed a ride out to the trailer park to get the acid off her dude and that she'd pay for both ours but I needed to get weed for us. I was completely okay with that plan especially since my weed dude had been giving me great deals recently. I got dressed, ate some toast real quick, and packed up a bag to take with me for the night. I was really excited about spending time with her in the trip. I was a bit nervous because the idea that I would fuck up and do something embarrassing while I was tripping. I can't stress enough how much I liked her. I knew I should have relaxed, but that's not very easy when you're infatuated with someone. I wasn't really nervous about tripping. I had very limited experience up to that point, 
I'd done acid twice already, once was a pretty low dose that had only slight visuals which was highly forgettable, the other was better and I had a really good time. LSD was both a huge surprise yet everything I expected it to be. It was magical, intimate, and mystical. Other than that, I had only done ecstasy once which I knew wasn't a comparison worth thinking about. At this point it was about 7pm which was when she said she would meet up. My good pal who everyone in the neighborhood called Porkchild was a wonderful ganja peddler. That's what he called himself, not a drug dealer, a ganja peddler. He texted me right back and said come through. I picked up an eighth of strawberry kush then swooped Cece. We got to the trailer park that is just a few minutes outside of town. The guy was called Jarvis. Jarvis hopped in the back of my car and introduced himself to me. I did the same back. He pulled out a binder the size of a standard envelope. It was full of sheets of LSD. To this day, I've never seen that much in person. He looked at CC, said, Alright, I got the 110 classics you've got before, the triple whammy tabs you passed on last time, and he paused and pulled out a Tupperware container from his coat. I have these. This box had at least 40 Rasta colored peach rings in it. They discussed business quickly while I played a lookout and it finally sank in that Jarvis had his coat solely on for concealing his product. It was almost 80 degrees for God's sake. CC decided to go with the peach rings since he offered to do half price because they were less discreet and took up more space than his normal stuff. She got six of them I believe. He counted the money out, hopped out the car, he laughed and while he walked back towards his trailer, he yelled, Go get weird you two crazy kids. This stuck with me and gave me a new preparedness for the trip. He said the candies were each approximately 70 micrograms. Even though I don't know what dose my prior trips were, I can safely infer that these candies were closer to 90 or 100. We both ate two each as soon as we got on the street she lived on. Part 2 I parked my car and locked it up. We walked inside and sat down on the couch. She turned on a psych trance playlist that was amazing. Seriously, her taste in music was impeccable. I really wish I remembered some of the songs or at least a few of the artists that were on her playlist. I smiled and told her I liked the music. Very casually, I mind you. She leaned in and kissed me. I reciprocated the quick kiss by putting my hand on her hip and kissing her again. She slowly transitioned from PG kissing to PG-13 making out with me. I grabbed her hair and one of her legs and swiftly placed her on my lap without separating our lips. She finally pulled away and leaned over to grab her bong that was on the coffee table. I smiled and laughed. It started as a snicker but grew into a cackle really fast. I put my hand on my pants right in front of her crotch. With one eyebrow raised, I softly said, if you're wanting the weed, it's under my butt. Before I could finish talking, she undid my belt and my bun, unzipped my fly, and with an obvious grope, she reached in and retrieved the ape from my gooch area. She sniffed the weed, then we both broke out into a laughter at the same time. She quickly hopped off my lap and told me to get more comfortable so we wouldn't have to change clothes or take off shoes later while the trip started coming on. I took my shoes off and switched from my jeans to some basic gym shorts while she stripped full nude right there in her living room to change. I couldn't help but stare because it was some of the hottest shit I've ever seen and she was a real bad bitch with no shame. 
She stood up after slipping her panties off and immediately made eye contact with me. Oh my gosh, <laughs> all guys look at naked girls as if it's the first time ever. I'm not a work of art for just staring at, you know. I stammered trying to figure out what to say which made her blush and she gave me a quick kiss on the cheek. She put on a pair of wee print leggings that were pretty damn tight but super soft. Without putting a shirt on or bra, she pushed me back onto the couch and returned to her seat straddling my lap. She quickly loaded up the bong and took a huge rip. At this point, I had an unbelievably intense erection poking into her and I was staring uncontrollably at her face. Those beautiful blue eyes, messy but cute blonde hair, and her exposed breast. She blew her hip right in my face and tilted her head looking at me. Nothing. Nothing. Then she aggressively sat down the bong back on the table and ripped my hands off her thighs and put them firmly on her boobs. She said, don't hesitate, I'm nothing to be afraid of. We took turns getting hits from the bong while I was fondling each other. By the time we had finished off the bowl, I could feel something happening. I wasn't just bake like normal, I felt strange and giddy. She got up and returned from the kitchen with two bottles of brisk lemonade and handed me one. I said, aw, thank you, princess. Did you read my mind? She laughed, so you're feeling it too, huh? I hesitated and just awkwardly laughed. Uh, yeah, I'm getting there. She let out a big sigh and calmly said, I can read you like a book, but I can read most people pretty easily. It's probably because I'm a Gemini. I told her that my sign is Libra, and I started to say more, but she interrupted. She got super excited and told me that our signs were totally complimentary. She returned to her seat and sat on top of me and wrapped her arms around me in a tight embrace. We hugged for what felt like a really, really long time. I had my eyes closed for most of our hug and noticed clear closed eyes visuals with wonderful colors. They were often rhythmical and changed pace often. I felt slightly pulled into the visuals as if I could go deeper and deeper. The hug ended when CC started slowly popping her hips back and forth against my lap. She initiated a kiss with me and ran her hands through my hair. Finally, she leaned back and I was absolutely floored by visuals the moment my eyes opened. Her face appeared perfectly symmetrical and was glowing in angelic aura. Her movements were elegantly painted with traits following them, fading slowly from my sight. I smiled uncontrollably. I'm sure I looked high as hell and really goofy, but she said that I was too cute so no worries there. I replied telling her how beautiful she was. She and I reached for our drinks at the same time causing us to both laugh hysterically. We laughed way longer than was appropriate for a silly coincidence. Then I asked her why we even started laughing and that made us both laugh even more. She finally hopped back up still giggling and said, fuck I'm about to pee. I laughed even harder while she scurried to her bathroom but quickly stopped because I was blown away by the sight of her breast bouncing around the whole way to the restroom. She was traced with incredibly intense after images the whole way. I sat alone for a few moments, I observed the patterns all over everything around me and began to marvel in the colorful visuals. When she returned she was staring me down hardcore. She stood up in front of me and bit her bottom lip. I knew what that meant, so I removed my shirt and stood up taking a step closer to her, leaving only an inch or two between us. We began kissing once more. I put my arms around her aggressively, placing one hand on the small of her back, and the other slapped her ass and squeezed it.
The ass slap made an amazing echo noise that I enjoyed thoroughly. She jumped up into my arms, wrapping her legs around my waist, all without breaking lip contact. At this point, my closed-eye visuals were over-the-top lovely. The warmth and vibrance of the visuals were pure nirvana. I turned us around and put her on the couch. Before I could think of my next move, she quickly played the music much louder and pulled down my shorts. I'm going to summarize and give an abridged version of the next like two hours of what follows. She gave me a skilled and heavenly blowjob until eventually we switched to missionary intercourse on the couch. She was the first to climax, but I continued until she began to pull my hair. I allowed her several minutes to relax before she led me to her bedroom begging for more. So next came doggy style. Then I came on her back, which felt absolutely wonderful. Sex on acid is ecstasy, not MDMA, trust me. I used a towel to wipe her clean before we began making out once more. After that, we spent an exceptionally long time fucking and viciously losing our own identities in the shared pleasure finally concluding with my last orgasm. At this point, we were both fully naked on the floor, in her bedroom, both sweating and laying on our backs, looking up at the ceiling. I felt such satisfaction looking up at the ceiling as the faint patterns of psychedelia danced around. After several moments, Cece and I got up, put on a few articles of clothing, and returned to her couch. She turned off the music and stretched out her hand to hold mine. I grabbed her hand and squeezed it tight. She quietly said, great job. I smiled and leaned toward her saying, you too, Cece, just before we kissed. Soon after that, we were both hungry, probably from burning all those calories when we were fucking like animals for hours. By now, I was confident I could drive, which I don't recommend at all, but by now, it was almost 3am, so it's pretty safe to say that the roads were pretty empty and I had to come down a bit. We decided Taco Bell would be alright, and it was 24 hours, so we got ready and left. Now, we weren't ready at all when we left. Both of us were soaked in the obvious stink of hardcore sex and the lingering odor of strong marijuana. I had the sensibility to put on my beanie on my head to cover my wild bedhead, while Cece left her messy, had sex hair completely unchanged. I put on my shirt from earlier with my gym shorts and tennis shoes. She asked me if I had another shirt she could borrow to be more comfortable, so I gave her my shirt I packed in my bag. It was an extra large Gengar from Pokemon, shirt that on me was baggy and loose, so on her it was laughable. It was almost down to her knees and she was practically swimming in it. I didn't realize until we got back, but she wasn't wearing pants. Just panties and my shirt dress with her Uggs. I looked at my rearview mirror as we got in the car. My pupils were huge, eyes bloodshot red, and my skin looked so oily. Cece lit a cigarette while I started the car. I began to feel somewhat nervous of the possible mistakes I could make, and I could feel the pull into a thought loop of fear and anxiety. I turned on my headlights, put on my seatbelt, and perfected the position of the mirrors. Cece must have been pretty relaxed because she cranked the handle to roll her window down, leaned her seat back to an almost laying down position, and put her feet up on the dashboard. This type of behavior is more that behavior that would anger most people, but Cece acted like this most of the time. She was a bad bitch in most every way, and I couldn't stand up to her about any of it, especially while tripping. I was admittedly a bit irked by her feet being up, but I quickly let go of the frustration, took a deep breath, and switched my radio on while pulling out onto the road. 
Part 3 My nerves calmed quickly when CC and I were both simultaneously thrilled by the music as we began our drive. I remember My Way by Fetty Wap came on first, causing us to practically uncontrollably sing along, laughing and cheering through the song. I drove just fine, but I may have been a bit off considering how hard I was still tripping. I had absolutely come down a bit, but I still had the emotional sensitivity, music enhancement, and tracers following the streetlights as I passed them. I was correct about the roads being almost bare. We jammed out to How Many Times by DJ Khaled as I pulled in and parked. Shit got really weird really fast around here. As soon as I shut the car off, the music abruptly shut off as well, leaving us with absolute silence in a car at like 3am staring inside a public establishment we'd planned to go inside of. Cece put her hair back in place and turned her head to look at me while I was already staring at her. We made eye contact for an uncomfortably long time before she began to laugh uncontrollably and snort through her laughter. Almost like as sudden as the blink of an eye, she became serious and got out the car saying, Come on, I'm starving. I silently followed. We were the only customers and I didn't see more than two employees there. We were only at the register for a minute or less when a mid-twenties guy greeted us with an enthusiastic, Hi, welcome to Taco Bell, may I take your order? He had been looking down as he did something with the register until we didn't respond to his welcoming. Then he finally saw our states of appearance. Now although I was indeed still visually experiencing hallucinations, I know with almost complete certainty that his jaw actually dropped and he had to slide his glasses back up to the bridge of his nose. He cleared his throat and muttered, order whenever you are ready. At first I stood there almost cringing in awkward angst until I began to fixate over why the hell we didn't think about the drive through as an option. I let out an awkward, uh, before Cece confidently blurted out, I'll take a number six, six, seven, yeah, a number seven that has the Whopper Jr. with cheese, right, with onion rings, not french fries, and, uh, oh, a frozen Coke, please. I turned my head to look at her. I'm certain I had an intense, bitch really, face as did the cashier. Cece was smiling as if she just said something that wasn't totally a typical Burger King order while standing in front of a massive menu inside a goddamn Taco Bell. The cashier looked at me probably in a silent plea for some sort of sanity. My eyes bounced between his flabbergasted expression and Cece's utterly cool grin while she began to twirl her hair around her fingers over her head with one hand and zone out. I knew I had to do something. I felt my heartbeat begin to accelerate. I stared intently at the menu, only for the visuals to intensify with my panic leaving me completely stuck with glazed over eyes gawking up at the swirling and melting menu in front of me. After several minutes of this, the cashier finally decided to be the real MVP. He softly slapped the top of the register getting my attention and said, hey man, look, just tell me how much money you want to spend, I'm pretty sure you too want some food, right? I nodded in agreement and shakily pulled out a $10 bill from my wallet. I handed it to him and he smiled. In less than 5 minutes he returned with several tacos, 2 burrito supremes, 2 nachos, a big order of cinnamon twist, and 2 medium cups for fountain pops. We filled our cups and left. Cece started devouring a burrito on the way back while I focused on driving and understanding what the hell happened inside of Taco Bell. When we got back inside her place we both sat down and ate. 
At this point, I was definitely coming down. In fact, the trip felt almost entirely done. Cece was one of those skinny pretty girls that ate way more food than they should be able to, but stays the same weight. She would always have a distended belly after a meal. After a few loud burps and finishing a lot of food, she was asleep in a food coma in the next few minutes. It was around 5am when she was completely asleep. I felt basically sober, which retrospectively seems odd considering the experience lasted just over 8 hours, which is pretty short for acid. I highly doubt it was an RC, but I'll never know. All in all, I gotta say I had a great time. We had perfect chemistry with each other for the chemical journey we took, and I learned how insanely magical sex on acid really is.